evening. How are you? Good to see you back out. Good to see all of the faithful church members out this evening. Amen. 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 You went here this morning. You don't know what I'm talking about. But it's good to see all of those church members out this evening. And we're just going to keep praying for those customers. We're going to continue on, as I mentioned this morning, about the lesson. Just a quick overview. Are you a church member or a church customer? Customers come. They attend worship. The members of the church for selfish reasons. For reasons to please themselves. To benefit for themselves. Not for the glory of God. Not for the benefit of coming to worship and assemble for the main reason. That's to worship God. But it's always about them. Man. And we need to understand customers are not loyal. Mm. We talked about that this morning. They're not loyal. Yeah. They go for what's beneficial to them. Some folks, even in the church, you know, they use the church. I didn't say this this morning, but it's, it's a proven fact. Some folks bounce from one congregation to another to benefit financially. Yeah. I, I call them benevolent roles. Because they just go from one congregation to another to benefit financially. And they see the church as you know, a shop to give away funds, yeah. but then the benefit instead of working as the Bible commands you to work if you want to eat. Amen. But I'm glad we don't have members like that in local church. Right. Customers are only interested in having their way. Burger Kings. Yeah. They want it their way. Or else. Or else, guess what? They say, I'll leave. I'll take my money. I'm going to see how you all make it after I take my money. As if the church was established on their money. Last time I read in the Bible, and all scriptures given by inspiration of God, the church was built by Christ. And he said, Now, gates of hell shall not what? Fail against it. I'll throw your money in there. Right. The church is not going to collapse because of your wrong spirit, your wrong attitude, and you holding your money. Right. Because yeah. the truth be told, it's God's money. Right. We just get ourselves in trouble about how we use it. Right. So let's get down to business this evening. It said true Christians come to attend church with a purpose. To worship, right? Right. Right, okay. They come to church to worship God and be connected re relation, uh, relationally and with people they can serve, keyword, serve. Yeah. And people who will walk with them in the Christian life. Man. Customers go to the person who makes the best bid for their attendance. Yeah. It's sad. Some people will bounce around from one congregation to another because you won't sit them up in the front row, high seat, 
esteem them higher than somebody else. When the, the foot at the cross, the ground at the foot of the cross is level, folks. When you come in here to worship, it doesn't matter what your job is outside of here. You may be an engineer. You may be a doctor. You may be a sanitation worker. You may be somebody who's an independent hustler and collecting aluminum cans and plastic or recycling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Guess what? At the foot of the cross, it's level. Yeah. Yeah. How much you make does not give you status or privilege over somebody else. The Bible says God is not a respecter of person. Man. But some people struggle with that. Some people have a problem with that. And leadership, men who serve in leadership have to be careful about that. Somebody coming through, checking the congregation out and well, I'm looking for a place to call home, and they might drop a big check in, and you know, leadership get wearing and say, well, that could really be beneficial, but that's a nice shot in the arm right there. If they became members here with giving like that, let me tell you something. The church was surviving before them. Don't lose your focus on monetary matters. The focus should be on worshiping God and depending on God and knowing God is going to hold true to his word. Once leadership becomes entangled in the members and what they're giving, and I call it side effects like that, leadership has lost their vision. They've lost their focus on what the church is truly built upon. Mm -hmm. People can be schemed. They can be scammers. They can be slick about their money because money has a way of persuading people. That's why the Bible warns and teaches us for the love of money is the root of all evil. And we need to be mindful not to be taken in by people and their money. All right. Well, let's move on. This is where we ended this morning. If get people to come to church is the goal, then the pews will be packed with a customer mindset. Because you know what? You see a lot of that in denominations and you see it growing even among the Lord's church. Yeah. We got to bring the people in. We got to bring the people in. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So I conclude that eliminates playing the games and offering all of these other little side tricks and side shows to get people to come People need to be drawn by the preaching of the cross. Amen. People need to be drawn by the love God has for mankind. Amen. People need to be drawn by the truth. Yeah. The truth never changes. Amen. 
The story of the cross never changes. The story and the truth of God's love never changes. Amen. But games get old. Yeah. Tricks get old. And people, after so long, they're not amused anymore. So now you got to come up with some new sideshows and tricks and games. Yeah. Yeah. No. Allow the gospel, allow the preaching of the death, burial, and resurrection to draw people. Right. Then they understand the true reason and purpose of being there. Man. How can a congregation get off train from that being the main focus? When leadership become blindsided, yeah. when leadership become more when leadership become more interested in what the people are saying and what the people want than what the Bible teaches. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people get upset about the truth. Sometimes people look outside and they see other congregation doing things and uh, adding this. Like you have many congregations now, they have traditional worship service and contemporary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't please God with that mess. What does the preacher truly believe? What does the leadership truly believe? Do he believe mechanical instruments should be in the worship or not? So to please the people, they said, let's have two different worships. But what do you believe? Ain't important what I believe. We gotta bring the people in. Mm. We gotta get, we gotta get that money. Mm. Mm. No, folks, you can't have it both ways. That's right. Okay. And men in leadership, and even men who have aspirations of one day serving in leadership, need to understand it's not always what the people want. That's right. That's right. Now, if the people want what's right, if the people are sound in the doctrine and, and wanting to do what God say do, that's one thing. Yeah. But in most cases, the people don't want exactly what God prescribes. We have biblical examples all through the Bible. One of my favorite books, Jeremiah, when the people just made up their minds and just decided, we don't care what God say. God instructed Jeremiah, go to the potter's house. Go there. You see the potter. You see him shaping and forming and doing these things, shaping and molding, and then he's not happy with what he sees, and he just squashes. God said, you tell Israel, I'll do that to them. I can shape them, I can mold them, I can form them, or I can squash them. And that is what God can do. Yeah. He can shape us if we are obedient. He can mold us into his perfection of what we can truly become of value to him. Let's wash us. Yeah. Go tell Israel. And what was Israel's response? We will not. We have 
made up in our mind the evil things we want to do. Rebellious. Rebellious. The people don't always want what God prescribes. That's right. Because many people don't walk by faith. Many people walk by what they see. Many people live in fear, not, not knowing how am I going to make it to the next day. And they're worried. They're burned down. How can you be burned down and worried and please God and make sound decisions? You can't. So therefore, men serving in leadership need to be God-fearing, sound in doctrine, need to have faith, need to walk by faith, and have some tough skin. Amen. So when the people start murmuring, when the people start questioning, when the people start, you know what? They have to be men to comfort, to encourage, and to ensure that they can go to the word of God to remind the people this is about God, not you, and right. not him. That's right. How many situations have you ever read about that has tripped up God and got the best of God? No situation. Do you think any situation that you have today is going to be the first? No. Therefore, we need to just keep trusting God. Amen. We need to keep believing. And you know what, church? We need to pray for our leadership. Amen. Yes, sir. You know, I, I, I said that with a smile because some of you know you're a headache to your own self. <laughs> if you're rough with yourself, Imagine how you are on somebody else. <laughs> I said they would love. If leadership has no vision for the growth of the church and allows customer types to drive the church by reacting to their every complaint or demand or what they think, what they feel, what they see going on out there, how come we can't do that? You know what? This type of mentality would take over. And it will drive the church away from its first love. If leadership lets people hold the church hostage by threatening to leave or withdraw their contributions, a lack of faith exists there that renders the church to little different from any common business, and the customers will drive the church rather than God. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't hold the church hostage. You may be sitting there saying to yourself, how can a person even think that? They do. People do. Let me tell you something. People are fun. And I ain't talking about hee hee ha ha. People are fun. And don't think people don't have that mentality. Yeah. Because they do. Leadership must be intentional about choosing their methods for growth. Oh, this is really, if I, if I don't go any further, this is really what I want to drive on. 
What you win them with is what you win them to. It's a principle that must govern our methods of church growth. If we win people to the church and not Jesus, it's a problem. We can put up, we can put up slipping slides and 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 bounces and all this other stuff every Sunday, and and, and tell them, oh, come on, bring your kids. We got activities for your kids and this and that. Well, you know what? That's fine, well and good if that, if you about recreation. Yeah. yeah. But worship ain't about that. Amen. What you, I gotta use the word, what you deceive them with. Is what you're gonna have to keep on deceiving them with. That's right. Because you are going to develop a bunch of people with a mentality who want what they want from a business sense. It's not what the church is about. If we win them by attracting them with fun events, entertaining preaching, or anything but the gospel and a desire to worship and serve God, it's very hard to keep them engaged by continuing to do anything other than that, that which brought them in. Brother May, how come you don't joke anymore? How come you ain't up there dancing like you used to? How come we don't do this anymore? See, when you, when you bring them with that, you gotta keep it. Yeah. You gotta keep doing it. Because that's what turned them on. That's what attracted them. But if gospel teaching and preaching, Holly, is what drew them. And if that's what they bought into, you know what? You don't have to worry about them leaving. That's right. You don't have to worry about them. But when you got people who shopping around and they want to be tickled, they want to be entertained. They're in the wrong place here. And I explain to every visitor that I meet that attends here, if you're looking for sound teaching, if you're looking for spiritual development, if you're looking to grow and mature, you're in the right place. Amen. But if you're looking for entertainment, you're in the wrong place. Amen. Some return, some don't. I don't know what they're looking for. Sometimes I don't even think they know what they're looking for. But you can't change what God has put in place and what God has designed to please people. You'll sell out the church. In true customer fashion, they would know that other churches, talking about customers, they would know that other churches are working to offer the same thing to attract them. In other words, they're waiting for a bigger sale. Yeah. Your stuff and grown old. Your, 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 your bounces ain't as big as the newer bounces. Man, they give away hot hamburger and hot dogs at theirs. So when the, when the bigger sale comes along, they leave. And if we fall behind, they have other options just as a short drive away. But if we bring people in by introducing them to Jesus and connecting them to his family, then we have truly won them. Amen. Amen. 
this lies on the shoulders of the leadership. You can't be playing games. This is about worship, sacred, holy. Yeah. And now, folks, even if they bother about attending church anywhere, look around. Folks, some folks don't bit more give a concern about Sunday than they do Saturday. And now you got folks want to turn Sunday into Saturday. It's about fun. I want to have fun when I go to church. No, you should desire to worship That's right. when you come to the assembly. Leadership must be intent on equipping every member for service. When you walk into a restaurant as a customer, nobody asks you to wait tables or wash dishes. Do they? Uh, you, you at a crazy restaurant and they do. You're going in there to pay and eat and then they turn around at you, hey, come on back here and wash some dishes. Sweep the floor. I want to know where you're going so I make sure I don't go there. When you're at home, though you probably have some role in preparing, observing, and are cleaning up with them, you might do that. Not at a restaurant where you're spending your money. If leaders bring members in and let them simply be customers who consume worship services and Bible classes but aren't given a place to serve, they will have a customer-based church and all of the problems that come with it. In other words, you'll have a bunch of spoiled, nagging, complaining, want to be better than everybody else members. Because I'm a customer. And because I give this, do you know what I do for a living? Do you know who I know? Man, I know Jesus. Now, who you know? <laughs> this is serious, folks. You have to be mindful of the development and what is presented because people can adapt the wrong mentality regarding what the church is all about and what worship is all about. Mm -hmm. This is not corporate America. Yeah. People struggle with that. This is not corporate America. Right. The Lord's church is not subject to the rules of corporate America. Why do you think women are so rebellious in the church? They can't distinguish the difference from corporate America to the law of God. Yeah. When corporate America, we do this. We fought our way. We've broken the glass ceiling. We are advancing. Oh, well, it does. <laughs> this is the Lord's church. Man. And he has given an outline of the role of how and what they do in his church. Man. But I don't know why the church has to be so narrow-minded. I don't know why you have to be so ignorant to the word. This is not corporate America. You, you can't go to EEOC 
on the Lord's church. You can't go file a discrimination lawsuit on the Lord's church. That's right. I mean, you probably can. Probably file a lawsuit on anything. I used to see folks file lawsuits in the prison because they want a smooth peanut butter and not crunch it. <laughs> file a lawsuit on anything. But this is the Lord's church, folks. You don't bring corporate America ways or try to into the Lord's church. Amen. And when you develop a group of people with a customer mentality, those are the kind of problems you're going to be facing and entertaining in the church. Rather than spiritual-minded, serving members who understand the church is something special to God. And it's different than corporate America. And you don't bring that kind of mentality up in the church to promote and bring confusion. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 shows us that leadership roles like elders, teachers, and evangelists were created for equipping and building up the rest of the members for service. Equipping and building, equipping and building. If you ain't about serving, this will turn you off. Yeah. Challenging you. Challenging you. Trying to build you up. You know what? Some Christians don't like that. Because they're customer minded. It's about somebody else do it or you do it for me. I don't want to get my hand dirty. Why should I have to go out and do that? All right. No. Being a Christian is about serving. Man. We have to show people how to serve rather than doing all of the serving for them. Amen, somebody. Visiting the sick, whose responsibility is that? You know, I've heard all my life growing up in the church, the preacher, the elders, they supposed to be visiting the sick. Uh, show me where that is just only for them. Last time I checked, we all supposed to look out for each other, right? Yeah. Nowhere in Matthew 25 when Jesus said I was sick and you didn't visit me, was he just talking to the preacher? No. Was he just talking to the leadership? No. And by keeping this in the right context, he's talking to church members. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, who changed? If you have a customer mentality, you'll change it. Because some people are looking at that beneath them. I don't want to go. Round up sick folks. Throw my money in there. That should provide to buy gas for the other folks who want to go. Ain't what the Bible says. And you have to be careful that those leaders don't work to equip members for service. Then a vicious cycle is created where the leadership treats the members as customers because they're worried about their money more than their soul. And they're more concerned about how to pacify them to keep them from leaving or throwing tantrums. Leading the members to act like customers, leading the leadership to treat them as customers all the more. That's not how the church is set up and designed. 
The church is set up and designed to equip and build up members to become servants. Serve. To reach out. To go. Not to pacify. That's what it's all about. And if we're gonna get, if we're going to get the job done, we have to do it God's way. There's nothing more sacred here on earth than the church. Hear me, hear me well. There are some prestigious educational institutions out in this world. There are some amazing facilities, but I don't care what you say. The most precious, the most important institution to me and my understanding, and what I uphold is the church. Amen. It's the church. It is so important to our Savior that it is called his bride, Ephesians 5. It is the church that will live on with him eternally. That sacredness should lead us to treat the church with the utmost reverence, both as members and as leaders. Customers can't do that. Customers view the church as something that is there for them to engage with on their own terms and to their own liking. Right. Members appreciate Jesus and his sacrifice too much to do that. Which one will you and I be? Which ones are we creating here at Locust Grove. Members of customers. We all play a part. We all play a part. What do we create? Members of customers. Leadership has a leadership has a great responsibility. Yeah. But remember, folks, just because your idea is not adopted doesn't mean you're a bad person. That's right. Just may not be time for that. Man. There may be some things going on that, guess what? You don't know about and you're not privileged to know about right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the correct time, your idea can be adopted. But don't be all mad. Everything you propose at work don't get adopted. Do you quit? Do you quit? No. No, you don't quit. It's the Lord's church. Let us govern ourselves as holy members of it. Being a servant and not looking for what somebody can do for you. God has done more than enough. Yeah. More than enough to prove his love. And it's a debt we'll never be able to repay. Let's be thankful and grateful for that. 
Amen. 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 Let's all be faithful members. Because customers only bring dead weight and trouble. Yes, sir. And we got enough trouble in our lives yeah. without trying to create them among ourselves. Amen? Amen. That's all I have for today. I hope and pray that your mind has been challenged in some way to look within yourself and ask yourself, am I a member or a customer? And I pray the answer is a customer. No. I pray the answer is a member. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about God. Amen. 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 If you're here this evening and you're ready to give your life to Christ, you're ready to become a true member of the true church, the one and only true body. This is your day. And set, up, set aside especially for you, for you to acknowledge and confess that you believe Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. To surrender your will and be baptized for the remission of your sin. To live faithfully <laughs> as a servant. Learn, allowing you to be taught so that you may be equipped to prepare to serve and to lead others out of darkness into the marvelous light. We offer all sorts of reference materials. We have video, DVDs, we have classes and all kind of things. How are you going to become better if you don't take advantage of it? The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. Not to show me approved, right. but to show yourself approved. Yeah. You're not going to stand in judgment and lie on the congregation at Locust Grove and say, we didn't have no material. We didn't have no resource like that. Oh, it's available. But you've got to turn off some of these shows. You gotta turn off HBO. You gotta turn off what? Showtime. And now you don't even need premium TV to watch this smut in this garbage. You just got to be disciplined to turn that mess off and give yourself over to study God's word. Amen. It's available. Are you willing to avail yourself? God wants you to be saved. Are you willing to accept his offer to be saved? What's our song, Jerry? 241. Some about to fall out of the chair. <laughs> 241? Yeah. 241. Paul, Paul raised the dead, but I can't do it. I can't do it. So if you fall and hurt yourself, don't sue the church. Don't sue the church. You could have just stood up. Get yourself right today. God would have you to do such. 241, let us together.